Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of the Digital Theory Podcast. This is a show where three regular dudes talk about video games and assorted geekery. This is Mark, and as always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Ryan and Micah. How's it going, fellas? It's going good. Welcome back. Well, yeah, welcome back. Glad to see all of all of you again, even though it's the podcast and there's no visual aspect to this. Yeah. Glad to hear all of you. Yeah. There we go. Vibe with you. We're vibing with you. It's a vibe. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Getting off to a good start. <laughs> yeah. I'll never say that again. <laughs> Mike's been around his students all semester. Yeah, that's true. That's a hundred percent true. I'm sure you got some new slang, Micah. Oh, I do. And none of it's appropriate for a family-friendly podcast, however. So, <laughs> unfortunately, we'll have to have to uh, leave my street cred under wraps. Uh, it's better to do that. Yeah. If you're a patron, though, maybe you'll get a look into the street cred. Exactly. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll be a bonus episode. <laughs> I'll enlighten you all. No cap. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Patreon... We did record a bonus episode last week, so hop on over there and check that out. Yeah, and as always, uh, remember that uh, patrons get early access to weekly episodes, so if uh, you just are dying to hear the next episode and you can't wait a full week, uh, head on over to patreon.com, give us a, uh, give us a donation, and uh, you'll get early access to episodes. And it's less than that pack of gum you wanted to buy but didn't because you maybe have braces. I don't know. Regardless, we would appreciate it <laughs> if you just, you know, told your friends about us. Uh, we'd like to get the podcast growing and get more involved with everyone. So, hey, give us a shout out. Give us a share. Follow us on Spotify. Um, we even have a Twitter that's somewhat active. Um, we're working on that. We'll do better. <laughs> we'll do better with that. But uh, uh, yeah, the more people we have, the obviously the better we'll be because we'll have someone to talk to instead of ourselves. Absolutely. So, but it's it's been a fun experience to start this, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's been really great, um, considering this was sort of just started for fun, uh, and just to see kind of if if anyone would even care to listen and uh, we seem to have some have a few people who are listening uh, weekly. So um, if you're one of those, we appreciate you. Uh, it's, it's, it's uh, been pretty cool. Yeah. And like Mike said, you know, it's pretty cool, but it, it would be also even cooler if we could interact a little bit more. So for sure. Yeah. Please get involved and you know, you can have a say in the show and give some shout outs. So. We have to be an army of regular dudes talking about video games and sort of geekery one day. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Well, you guys want to jump right into it? Let's do it. All right. So uh, per tradition, does anyone have any bad news? Um, I don't have any bad news, but I have a continuation of some news that we that, you know, kind of we were, well, that was big news a couple months ago. Okay. Well, so this is a pause, positive then, uh, that we're not sharing any bad news. Yeah, I have no bad news today. I, I don't have bad news. I have okay news, but not bad news. Yeah, that I would say that's that would explain this story that I have. Well, roll with it. Let's go for it. Let's do it. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you guys remember the whole GameStop thing from a couple months ago when GameStop suddenly was worth something again. <laughs> Uh, how can we forget (laughs) their um ceo george sherman um is leaving the company uh has been asked i'm pretty from the article i read which is coming from pcgamer.com um it goes into a little bit more detail basically um the i think it was one of the guys that's involved with chewy.com the online pet store um i was the co-founder ryan cohen um like started purchasing uh steak in gamestop uh shortly before everything kind of went off uh what it did but through all that he is now over like the chair of their board of executives um wow 
and has kind of asked their current CEO, George Sherman, to find another job. Um, <laughs> I don't. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's anything like they were like you know they fired him because he was you know incompetent or anything. Um, and they they released you know a nice feel good message about their appreciation for him, um, but said he is expected to depart the company when replacement is found or on July 31st, which everyone comes first. And the interesting thing is um, he'll keep, it says he'll keep roughly 1.12 million shares granted in his agreement. Um, and that is currently worth, do you want to take a guess how much that many shares in GameStop is worth right now? One point, how many million shares? 1.12 million shares. Ooh. One, two. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I know. It. I'm. I'm. I'm excited to hear though. It is currently worth 175 million dollars. Wow. And wow. They gave they gave the calculation for when the price was at like four dollars a share, and it would only have been worth 11 million dollars. So I'd wow. I'd, I'd step down for this this amount. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. Phoenix actually is like winning. Yo. Yeah, I mean that's you're getting paid 179 million or 175 million dollars to to not work. Yeah, I'll take that to go home. <laughs> hey, I mean you gotta look at it this way. That's more than I am paid to work. So yeah. that's more than I'll ever be paid to work in my lifetime. Wow, there's a term for that, right? Isn't it called like a golden parachute? Like when a CEO gets a gets like a payout to to leave a company, I'm pretty sure that's the term. What a problem being, to have! I'm not being yeah. lewd. I'm pretty sure that's the term. But that, yeah, that's a great that's a great clause to have in your in your agreement. I'm gonna try that when I leave my current job. <laughs> there you go. After I graduate college. <laughs> hey, when you're interviewing and they offer you the position, just put that in there. Like, yep. I will only accept on the condition of. Yeah, see how that goes. Yeah, I'll get. I'll report back when it happens. <laughs> Let us know. Oh, but yeah, that's. Uh, I, th- I just thought that was interesting. You know, kind of a. Cause, you know, we haven't heard about GameStop in a while, um, and now you know that's another pretty big piece of news. I think it is. Wow, he has Reddit to think. By the way, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Reddit and Chewy.com. Yeah. Wow. Well, Mark, I also have a um, continuation from last week. And we had discussed some free games that Epic Games was were giving away. So I guess you could say Steam is responding. But I have an article here from Comic Book Gaming, but I've also seen it in a couple other places. But there is Steam is giving away a free game. Hmm. And it is from the Jackbox Party Pack, Quiplash. Oh, my Lord. So. Come on, Val. You can do better. So (laughs) that's. I'm glad you guys gave that reaction because I was going to say, when I saw the article, I was like, oh, sweet. Steam's giving something away. I wonder what it is. I'm like, well, that's a fun game, but really? Ryan, I saw that exact same article. um, And that was my first thought as well. was like, that's what you're bringing to the table. I mean. Epic is giving away Alien Isolation this week, and you're giving away a Jackbox Jackbox party game? Not even yeah. the pack. Just one game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, that's pretty, that's pretty bad. So I know we talked about Steam and how they typically don't give away games, and they just typically do really big sales, but ah, this is kind of like a – almost like a little slap in the face. Well, they've, they've, they've had a corner on the market for, for forever, so – you know they what they have going for them is brand familiarity, but if they're not careful, man, they're going to start losing market share. I think they are. I mean, I, I haven't seen any kind of reports or anything like that on that, but surely they are with all these other platforms giving away, you know, high-level games. Right. Is Steam going to become the Nintendo of the PC gaming world? Oh, I don't know. That's a good. That's a good point. That's a good point. 
they've kind of been that way for years because they've not they've never released you know Half Life Three, and everyone's been sure. begging for that for dec you know over a decade now. So, oh, we'll see. Hmm. Well, on a plus side, it does have a very positive user review rating, which <laughs> overwhelmingly <100%. positive. laughs> and on Metacritic, it uh, has a solid eighty-three. So there you go. You know, it's not terribly bad for a party game. Oh, it's Typically. great for it's a great party game, but yeah, it's it's Steam. You had every possible game to give away, and that's yeah. what you landed on. Yeah, I feel like Cyberpunk would have been better. Uh, yeah, well, absolutely, <laughs> for sure. And it probably would have ran decent, you know, since it was on PC side. Exactly. Yeah, that was the point I'm making. Yeah, that'd be a steal. I would give that another whirl. But well, you don't know Jack. <laughs> Neither does Steam about marketing, apparently. Yeah, so we'll uh, maybe it's just the you know they're warming up. Yeah, testing the waters. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be like, wow, no one downloaded it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was literally, I, I was literally thinking that that's probably like one of the free games that I would just let pass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bought the. Go ahead, Micah. I was gonna say for for just one of them, it's not even worth adding it to the library. Um, if it was. Like the entire pack, that's one thing, but just one? Yeah. Yeah. Last well, one I was going to say is I actually own the party packs like one through three. Yeah. And they're they're fun for like you have a bunch of people over, but there's like seven of those things out now. But I was also, I was going to say, Ryan, when we played it uh, the night of your bachelor party, like that game just worked really well, like on console. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess it was your phone is like your controller, so I guess it could work on PC. But like being hooked up to your TV that you have your place, you had your PS4 on. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun game for a group, but like I said, a free PC game. Ah. Yeah. So that that was my uh, not bad news, but just okay news. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's just underwhelming. Yes, that's a good word. Good word for it. What do you got, Micah? Well, I've just got kind of good news. Uh, I've got a few stories, actually, um, kind of trickled in throughout the week that I was interested in. Um, the first one I will talk about uh, is, I guess, kind of a more of a serious uh, news story, but I thought it was really neat. Um, so I found this article um, on The Verge, and the headline is, Doctors are testing a prescription video game for COVID-19 brain fog. Um, so there's a game uh, called Endeavor RX. It's the first video game to be approved by the FDA to be a treatment. It's a, you need a prescription to play this game. And it's uh, kind of interactive treatment for ADHD and for uh, cognitive difficulties. Um, and they're researching uh, using this game to treat a long-term effect that some people are suffering from having COVID called the quote-unquote brain fog um, that's making them have difficulty focusing um, and uh, uh, having difficulty with short-term memory. Um, they note that this is only a side effect that affects people who were hospitalized with COVID, so only those who had severe uh, cases, um, but they're testing it, and a apparently the original test for ADHD it was something like, uh, I'm going to find it. I think it was 60% effective in uh, uh, lessening or even eliminating some symptoms. That's pretty so, interesting. So let, me, awesome. yeah, let me pull it up. So what exactly do you do in this video game, though? I mean, so, what kind of game is it? So it's, it's really not a game. It's a treatment. Um, but it's kind of through video game. Um, through a video game delivery. So uh, there's two, two major things that you do. One is that you kind of, you rotate your iPad or your phone or whatever you're playing it on um, to avoid uh, obstacles on like a road course, like you're driving. Uh, and at the same time, you have to, you have to tap uh, colored buttons that come up on the screen that correspond with your target color. Um, so it, it is uh, treating basically multitasking and also hand-eye coordination. 
Um, according to the study here, it was, yeah, 68% of patients reported improvement. Wow. Makes yeah. sense. Take what you can get. I mean, yeah. And it's got to be somewhat fun, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it was designed for young people, um, young students who, uh, needed cognitive self therapy for ADHD, but a lot of the traditional therapies are just really boring and not fun. So if they're boring and not fun, you can't get a kid to do it regularly. And the only way you'll see an improvement is if you do it regularly. So, um, yeah, it's just interesting. It's, it's one of those really cool things where uh, a video game is finally kind of being recognized for the benefits that it can have. Um, and we're past the, the era of only blaming games for certain things instead of, you know, seeing their potential. That's what I was getting ready to say is I think with the whole, you know, pandemic that's come through, I mean, we've seen a lot of more respect for video games in general mm-hmm. and so many more, you know, options for people. So, yeah. Well, I guess I think also, I mean, um, I don't remember when, but, Microsoft made that like really adaptive controller for people with like physical disabilities. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty, it's just pretty cool seeing all like the, you know, the level of growth in gaming. Yeah. I mean, it's finally be, it's, it is maturing as a, you know, as a entertainment form. Um, I think the average age of a gamer now is 35. Uh, I think I, I think I read that correctly, but um, it's kind of showing that, you know, it's, it's, it is uh becoming a little bit more sophisticated as time goes on. Um, people are seeing more uh, in games rather than just entertainment now. Yeah. So that's interesting, interesting for sure. What else you got? Uh, let's see. Uh, here's one that's uh, since we're, we've been talking about business. So this is, I have a business story from this week. Um, this may be good or bad, depending on uh, how uh, you guys felt about the original story when we talked about this. Uh, but Discord reportedly shut down talks with Microsoft about selling the platform. Um, yeah, Discord uh, <laughs> turned down a reported offer of $10 billion. Um, some suggest the offer was even as high as $12 billion uh, at some point. Um, Discord uh, turned them down, uh, however... Um, because they started seeing their um, uh, their business see an uptick, especially during the pandemic. Uh, and what was really interesting is in the article, uh, it says that uh, Discord uh, turned down a previous offer uh, from another company in 2018 when the potential buyers wanted to inject advertising to the application. So there's some uh, uh, speculation that Microsoft wanted to do that as well. And that's what led to the breakdown in the talks. But that's again, just speculation because the discussions were internal. Well, I think we know how Mark feels about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, I will happily say that I'm happy to hear this. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, discord does really well as an independent platform. I'd, I'd really like to see it remain independent. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of on the fence where, you know, I, I'm with you. I would prefer it to stay the same way, but, you know, it is what it is as long as they don't change too much. Right. But start throwing ads on everything. It'll turn into a YouTube. And Yeah, exactly. Uh, another interesting part of the article, though, said that uh, Discord uh, is possibly weighing up options to go public later down the line, um, which will be interesting. That would be. So we'll see. That would be interesting to see how, what price it goes for when it goes public. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not, and I'm honestly, and maybe I'm just stupid, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure where the profit profitability comes from in discord. Um, like I, I would assume that, that they're not making a ton of money because I mean, it's pretty much free, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think they, they have that like paid cert, like nitro, I think is what they call it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know anyone who uses that. Right. Um, 
Trying to see if I see anything here. How does Discord make money business model? Uh, it says their revenue streams are premium features and server boost. So okay. I guess you can pay for that. Um, Discord Nitro. Um, I'm not really sure what that is. Um, game distribution. Okay. So if you're a game developer, you can test and release your games on Discord as well. Okay. So yeah, I know a lot of uh, I know a lot of like tabletop type games have um, uh, companion apps that run on Discord, kind of like a virtual tabletop. Yeah, and it says here they take a minimal percentage of the revenue from game sales. Interesting. Um, and merchandise actually. Okay, that makes sense. So loyal users spend money on Discord merchandise. Yeah, including like clothing and, and accessories. Yeah. Okay. I see that actually quite a bit. The yeah. Discord, Discord logo quite a bit. Interesting. But you wouldn't, I don't know. That's so weird. Like, it's one of those things where you're not really offering a good or a service. You're offering the platform for a service, and the users set it up the services themselves in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like, you host your own server. Well, not really. You you run it, but it's hosted on their end. It, it's just a it's a weird thing. Yeah. Maybe I'm showing my age though. Maybe I'm just old man yelling at the sky. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm with you, Micah. I, I mean, I'm reading this stuff as we as we speak, but it's kind of like that's enough money to get you by, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm thinking like, that's not enough money to get me by. <laughs> Selling t-shirts and stuff, you know. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Interesting. What an interesting and brave new world we live in. No kidding. But then again, some things online do surprise me with how much people can make. That's true. So. That's true. Whatever. We'll see. Um. All right, so you've got two. You got more, Micah? Yeah, what? I've got I've got two more stories. Both and you're loaded up this week, oh, dude. Well, listen, this was a good week for me for my my nerdy interests. Okay, my nerdy interests outside video games, kind of kind of was everywhere. So last week we talked about uh, MMOs um, specifically uh, in our bonus episode. So if you're interested, you can go check that out. But Mark, you talked about playing uh wow quite a bit right yep all right well an mmo i played a lot of back in the day and i still go back to um, because it's free to free to play is uh lord of the rings online um i don't know if you guys have ever tried it i tried it back when it first came out but not a lot yeah it's way better than the original release um i'll put it that way um but i'm a huge lord of the rings nerd so anything lord of the rings I'm, I sign up for it immediately. Uh, anyway, I found this story on GameSpot uh, that a Lord of the Rings online player hit the level cap, which is 130, by only baking pies. And of course, they played as a hobbit. <laughs> so um, the level Goals. cap... Yeah, oh yeah. Listen, the level cap is 130, right? It takes 205 million... 829,281 experience points to get there. Okay. Yep. Each pie earns about 50 experience points. So <laughs> doing the math, they said it is estimated that the user whose uh, username or handle was uh, cooking with Sim must have baked around 4 million pies in total. Wow. Does it, how long does it take to make these pies? Uh, who knows? They said that he played for eight months. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I guess he streamed uh, <laughs> during, during this time, but every day for the past eight months, he could be found online, according to the article here, either baking mountains of pies or foraging for ingredients. What a, what a life. Yeah. I mean, I guess... Sounds like a job. I know. It sounds like a legitimate a grind. He's working in the deli. Yeah. <laughs> Relatable. He could he could get paid in real life for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, they said that the only time that something similar has happened 
uh, at least in GameSpot's uh, ability to research it, uh, was when one player on WoW reached max level uh, by playing as a pacifistic Pandaren monk who only picked flowers in the starting zone. I was actually going to bring that guy up. Yeah. Um, because he he actually posted his. I'm subscribed to the WoW subreddit. Um, surprised to no one uh, who knows how much I use Reddit. Um, but um, he he posted like that whole journey. Because uh, I don't uh, I don't know if you guys know much about WoW, but the Pan- the Pandarans can be either Alliance or Horde, and you pick mm-hmm. at the end of your starting area for the Pandarans. Um, so yeah, like I actually followed that like real time with that guy. Well, you know, when he posted. Right. So he just decided that he wasn't going to pick a side and would just remain there picking flowers. Yeah, I get uh yeah. I mean, I don't know if he could leave the starting zone or not without picking. Yeah. Um to be honest, I've never played a, a lot of the Pandarans, but I, I my understanding would be I guess he did just stay like in the same area the whole time. And I think at the time the it was the level cap was 110 maybe yeah. it was back when it was 90 i don't it's been so long but, but I, I gotta say man that is for both of them mad respect that is next level role play yeah next level <laughs> i i don't think i could ever have the i mean i struggle de- nowadays to even get my main character while up to the, the highest level it's like I, where do these people get the time yeah i mean and <laughs> At least for the WoW guy, he was paying a subscription to do that. That is yeah. ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, Lord of the Rings Online is free to play. So, unless he was, you know, he possibly could have been paying as well. But, um, yeah. Uh, there is a really funny. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I got to say this. And they didn't, they didn't give the person's name. Um, but in the article, there was a player on the Lord of the Rings Online subreddit who commented under the story about this guy and said that it was called to the oven and back again, a hobbit's tale. <laughs> uh, pretty clever. So whoever wrote that uh, a plus man. Yeah, that's great. Um, so if you guys want, I can finish out um, my new stories for the week. Uh, hey, last thing, keep it rolling. You guys know how much I love star Wars. Mark, you love star Wars, Ryan you'll eventually come to your senses and like he acknowledges star wars, star wars yeah exa- acknowledges I, I i get it um <laughs> i you know and i like you know i'm big into the other real popular movies some you know like lord of the rings yeah. harry potter you know all those big name movies i just haven't got into the star wars and i know it's like blasphemy to a lot of people <laughs> hey man you'll you'll you know we can all we're all wrong about some things in our hey, life you know yeah Actually, I have told Mark since he's you know part of my family now that I would take the time and sit and watch them and give them a true chance, but I just haven't had the time to do that. Here's the problem, Ryan. Unfortunately, I don't know if you'll even if you start now if you'll fall in in as much love as people who started when they were young. Yeah, I think that's the problem. I, I think you. I think though, if he did start. He would see why the, I think he would like the OT the best, and maybe maybe not care for the prequels. I don't think he would like the new ones at all. I don't think he liked the new ones. I don't. The he, I think he might like Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um, and he'll I think Ryan I think he'll definitely like the original trilogy. The original trilogy to me is is the gold standard. It's same. Fantastic. Well, um, I'm I'm open to it. I'm not I'm not closed the door on you guys. Don't good. Well, don't, maybe uh, this. Don't story. write me off the podcast yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that will remain to be seen, Ryan, because this story might may get you into Star Wars. Okay, because I highly recommend you check this out when and if it becomes a thing. Okay. Okay. IGN reports, according to industry insider and newsbreaker, uh, who formerly was with Kotaku. Um, uh, Jason Schreier, that the KOTOR remake is currently in development at Asper Media. Um, for those of you unfamiliar, KOTOR is probably the greatest Star Wars role-playing game ever made. Um, and 
it is uh, being worked on at a studio that's been porting recent Star Wars games to the PS4 and Switch. However, according to the information they've been getting, this project is more like a remake than a port. Um, they are probably mentioned that they're going to take KOTOR 1 and KOTOR 2 and kind of combine them, um, which a lot of people love because KOTOR 1's story was fantastic. KOTOR 2 probably had the better mechanics um, and would possibly be taking the original games and their stories and fitting them together and making them canon. That is some big news. Yeah, huge news. Um, not only that, but the rumors persist that a KOTOR movie could be in the works at Disney and potentially be part of a trilogy. Is KOTOR 3 going to be a movie? Is that how they're going to get us? A- I really hope not. I really hope <laughs> if it's anything is that they make the game and then, and I can't believe I'm saying this, it's just because I like Star Wars so much and I really want the game. If KOTOR is going to be a movie, KOTOR 3 could be like a game tie-in movie. And I just vomited a little in my mouth saying that. But um, <laughs> that's how much I want KOTOR 3. Uh, but yeah, so that's huge news for me. I, when I saw that this week, it was literally the, the news broke yesterday. Um, I about flipped out. Yeah, I uh, so I don't get hate for trying to talk on this subject. I will admit I've not beat Knights of the Republic 1, and I have not even played Knights of the Republic 2 yet. I have tried and tried and tried and tried to play KOTOR 1 on yeah. my PC, but y'all know how my laptop is. The game yeah. is old. It doesn't... For for me, at least, I can never get to run right on Windows No, 10. listen, man. On my on my computer, it doesn't run... Uh, the PC port doesn't run right at all. Yeah, it's just like I and I feel like I'm missing out because like I have to skip through all the cutscenes and everything. So I've just been waiting. Oh, dude, to buy yeah. it on 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 Xbox and just play it through on console. Um, yeah. But I just haven't. But I do. What I have played of Kotor One is amazing. The story, at least so far, some of the mechanics are annoying on PC. Um, yeah, well, they're just as annoying on console. Um, but yeah, the story is fantastic. Kotor Two the mechanics are a little bit better. So for me, them saying that they're trying to combine the two is like what everyone's always wanted. Um, And a lot of people uh, argue, and I know you haven't played KOTOR 2, and I'm a part of this group too. Um, A lot of people claim that KOTOR 2 is an unfinished game because it doesn't feel like the end should be the end. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm all kinds of excited. Yeah, that's definitely, you know, I'm excited being a Star Wars fan, so I will. I don't want to say I'll always take new Star Wars content because I, I will say this on the podcast that I think that's how we got this most recent trilogy. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm always excited about the idea of new Star Wars content because then sometimes we get things like the Mandalorian, right, or the Clone exactly. Wars. Exactly, or or even uh, Rogue One. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Oh, I'm pulling for you guys. Yeah, I, you know, I, and honestly, I'm not. I'm trying not to get my hopes too high, um, because again, uh, Aspire or Asper, however their uh, studio is pronounced, they m- mainly work on ports, so. I'm hoping that when they say remake, they actually mean remake and they don't just mean, oh, we're going to make sure it runs at 60 frames per second and and on modern hardware. Um, Yeah. Because, look, as much as I love the game, it is fugly. It is an (laughs) ugly game now. It is just too old. Um, The effects are outdated. Like, it it needs some some love. And it deserves deserves some love. But I'll shut up. I'm done. Uh, Ryan, if you don't mind, I have something that I can kind of kind of tie in here as far as being um don't not wanting to get your hopes up because hey, i have got my hopes rolling, up in this game keep it going <laughs> so on my search for news to report for the week maybe i am just out of the loop and that's almost certainly what this is um but i came across a game that's coming out may 25th supposedly called bio mutant have you guys heard of this mm-hmm. right have you heard of it nope 
that's when you play as the little like mouse, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's a mouse. It might be a cat a rat or so something. I need to yeah. I need to look it up. Well, they Ryan, they released a new trailer today showing off the game's world, and um, this was the first thing I saw about the game. I didn't even read the article first. I was like, oh, this game kind of looks cool. Um, so I looked at that, and then I went and watched the trailer that they released for Combat. Um, and this game, ah, man, this game looks pretty sick, guys. <laughs> I know. The combat looks amazing. <laughs> I'm looking it's, it up uh, now. It's pretty wild looking. I've read that, you know, it's got like, it, it's I, the combat trailer, it shows that, you know, martial arts is going to be a part of this, and it looks to have some, um, some take some inspiration from, you know, that system of martial arts and kind of like an asian influence um yeah almost like a like a lone samurai type game yeah it's like if uh if you're playing ghost of tsushima but you're like a cat right um but this game looks pretty sweet i think i think i'm probably gonna i don't want to say i am gonna get it but once the reviews come out we'll dictate i'm probably gonna get it yeah <laughs> i'm with you i'm i'm open to it that, that's, so- that's how i'll put it is this only a PC game? No, I think it's. I thought it's on um, the trailer I'm watching today, or the one that they released for the uh, the the uh, showing off the world. At the end, it says PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So I don't know if that was just like an. Okay. Well, I was just looking at the uh, system requirements for it, and they're pretty steep for for PC. So. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. Like this game was announced for PS4 and Xbox One, and but it looks it looks really good to run on those machines. So unless they have it just optimized, well, you know, let me tell you, uh, the the recommended RAM is 16 gigabytes. Right. Um, the game itself is 25 gig, not too bad. CPU is recommended at i7 6700K. Whoa. And then GPU is an AMD Radeon RX 590. So uh, that seems more like Xbox Series X, PS5. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Granted, it's that's the recommended. Right. The minimum is a little bit lower than that. So this is kind of interesting. Um, once I found that trailer, I went and looked to find deeper, you know, more more about the game. And this one on PC Gamer, it says that there's uh, right now they've only shown that there's one voice actor in the game, the entire game, um, and it's the narrator. Um, so it says not only does he narrate the constant action of your protagonist, but he also voices every NPC conversation. It's like he's reading dialogue out of a fairy tale, and it's kind of adorable. Dude, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm like, uh, I'm pretty hyped for this game. Um, what was the name of that game on? xbox 360 that had that like there was no there was no conversation it was just a narrator uh, uh i remember little big planet doing something like that but that was for playstation yeah. was it uh oh bastion did you guys ever play that for xbox i did not all right mm. so it, it was like this action game and yeah the narrator narrated everything you did and like i don't know how they did this but they had a line for almost everything you were doing it was really cool um so biomutants going that same route i'm i'm excited that's that's really tight the uh the guys the team developing it so they they describe it as a post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic kung fu fable rpg and if they mean wow. if they mean fable rpg as in the series of fable games oh, i'm, I'm, I'm in sold the, yeah, yeah i'm sold yeah. immediately I'm watching the combat video now. It's pretty cool. The combat, I thought the combat kind of looked like Fable combat. I like how it has like animated words as he fights. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Bang, yeah. smash. Oh, here's interesting. Okay, so here's a, I pulled it up too. I, now that you got me, I'm good fine, Mark. Thanks for this bringing is, attention. Yeah. Um, it says in this article from Screen Rant uh, that Biomutant may get an enhanced version for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Um, however, it is designed for PS4 and Xbox One. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean that that to me is sounds more hopeful than just we're releasing it across the board. Right. So it's yeah. So apparently it's been specifically made for Xbox One, PS4, which makes sense because it's been in development 
well, it was first revealed back in 2017, um, which is probably why I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, like I feel like I've heard the name Biomutant before, but I, I, I never looked into it. Yeah. Yeah, after watching this video, I'm definitely interested in purchasing this. I haven't, have y'all, uh, okay, never mind, single player only, which is, I don't know, I'm not, I'm kind of here for that. Uh, yeah, I love my single player games. Same. My little escape from the world. Uh, I, I like both. Oh, I do too. But yeah. I prefer, I honestly prefer single player. But I get more immersed in single player games. You're right. I'm also not competitive at all. Uh, so that might have something to do with it too. Yeah. I think my uh, multiplayer games, I like to kind of be like co op. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking That's of cool. co-op games, Micah, did you ever play the game A Way Out? No, I've heard about it, but uh, I'm not. That's when you're you're two prisoners trying to escape prison, right? Yeah, and yep. you can only you can only play it co-op. Interesting. Uh, anyway, a while back, probably what Mark a year or two ago? Yeah, something like that. It was it was on the PS4, and I don't even know if the PS5 was like officially announced yet. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Anyway, uh, Mark and I decided to try and complete that game in a night yeah and we did uh, <laughs> how long did it take like like eight hours maybe oh, wow. i mean it but the problem with it it was all like cutscene. yeah like it interactive was, movie like it was kind of cool cool story base and you know had you know a good storyline but it's like okay now we're watching yeah. them do this okay now we're watching <laughs> them do this i will say I won't say anything specific, but I, the ending, the ending's pretty good for what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the game's not bad. And like I said, the story's pretty good. I just wish you got to do more of yeah. the action. Yeah. It, it almost felt like a Telltale game, but like without all the charm of a, <laughs> of a Telltale game. Uh, <laughs> it's a Telltale game, but sucks. <laughs> yeah i like 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 ryan said the story was good but i felt like the mechanics of like when you're actually playing like and the the, the way they do like the split screen i don't like it when it's like vertical split screen um, oh yeah and to the best of my knowledge i felt like that was the most of that game um and like sometimes the camera just made it harder than it needed to be i think but i i, I can see the potential for like you know Oh, it had excellent potential. And if someone else would kind of roll with game another game like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. The co-op, you know, strategy game like that. Because it was really cool. But the like I said, it was just you were watching a movie and played a little bit. Right. Yeah. See, I still stand by my statement a few episodes ago that one of the best co-op games ever made in the history of time is the Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance series. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, easily. You're not wrong. But I will get back to you on that one if I ever play that game. <laughs> you you will play that game. Yeah, I still oh I was at my parents' house tonight. I should have looked in that I'll I'll be there this weekend. I'll I will look this weekend and see if I still have the disc. Hey, Micah, you you'll get a kick out of this and maybe someone listening will too. It's kind of like dad jokish, but Okay. <laughs> I was like, hey, um, do you know where the PS1 is? Talking to my dad. Yeah. Uh, he goes, yeah, I think it's, you know, towards the back of the attic. And for, for the way their attic is, you walk in like this little room. Uh-huh. And it's like angled down to the ground. So like it starts out like, say, four foot tall and it goes to nothing. Like it, it's a triangle. Like that room in Willy Wonka. Yeah. Okay. And, and so um, – I was like, okay. So it's on the other side. So like, if you hug the wall, you can still walk all the way down. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay. So it's on the other side. You can go grab it. Like, I can take it home one day. He said, oh, no, it's on the other side at the bottom in the corner. And I'm like, how did it end up there? So he's like, well, next time I get in there, I'll, I'll take a look. <laughs> uh, okay, so never. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. I can hear your dad saying that, too. Well, I can take a look. Ryan, yeah. you just had to make your wife go on, go and help you find it. Yeah, yeah, it's for the for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's so never. 
Actually, uh, she did say to me yes uh, the other night. She goes, I heard you finally mentioned me in the podcast. I said, we mention you all the time. You know, Mark always she- says, uh, your wife, my sister. Like every show, almost. I think, well, I think she just exposed herself as a non-listener. I think so. Oh. Exposed. Yep. Yep. Micah, what, what did Micah say? Uh, he Didn't he refer to her as like... Uh, because she like knew the answer to something. Oh, the historian. Yeah, the game yeah. historian. Revoked. Yeah, that's gone. <laughs> that's gone. You don't get a shout out if you don't get it. <laughs> no, I will say she's faithful. She she listens on a weekly basis. So. Oh, good. I got to give her credit on that. She listens more than I do. Same. <laughs> she's she's one of our loyal fan base. So. <laughs> awesome. Um, oh man! Wow. So we went off on a wild. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It happens. That's what that's what people are here here for, man. Yeah. As I say, that's a good conversation. Yeah. So. All right. So that was a good find, Mark. Uh, Definitely going to look into that. Definitely probably going to buy that at some point. Same. Yeah. Yeah. That game. I don't know. I had the same thing. That was like, I looked at it and I was like, oh, it looks kind of cool. And then I like kept looking at it and I was like, they may have just earned a buy out of me. Yeah. That combat trailers is pretty sick. But uh, Ryan, do you have one more? I do. Uh, it's not a real big topic, but it. I thought it was kind of interesting. So I found this article on, let's see, where was, where am I? I've never heard of this website, but uh, VGC. Uh, okay. An article that says Sony looks to announce PlayStation Plus video pass, uh, which I did see also, you know, a little bit more of a description on this, but basically Sony interactive movies are going to be streamed on this service. That's going to be for PlayStation Plus members. Oh, so you do you get it included with PS Plus? That's what it sounds like. I haven't seen anything about a price. Okay. Um, so I don't know if that's to be determined or if maybe this article just didn't mention it. Uh, but it seems like it would be for PlayStation Plus members. So th- I think this is kind of maybe PlayStation's way of, ga- you know, game passing, you yeah. know, trying to give some more content for. That's, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, um, I can dig it. I mean, what does it cost them? Right. Well, here's my here's my question, and I, I don't I'm not doing this to you know rag on Sony, but how many movies does Sony Interactive Movies have? Like, is it like how big is their library going to be? You, you know, know what I mean? that's my question. Yeah. Is this talking like like movies that you manipulate yourself or no is no 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 it's just like legit movies that are okay. you know like okay okay like, the, like the interview that was gotcha. i remember that like, was a sony movie uh zombie land i think is one of them yeah okay that's what i thought you meant but then i was i was thinking you know putting it in with like ps plus i didn't know if they were trying something new what's uh, really interesting that you you bring that up ryan is that literally like yesterday i heard that uh, Disney and Sony made a deal to let S- Spider-Man movies go to Disney Plus. Hmm. That is so interesting. If I mean, that's kind of like that's, that's so weird that if they're going to offer Sony movies, like arguably one of the biggest draws from Sony films is the Spider-Man movies. Hey man, I guess just different ways to get money in the pockets. I, I guess, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Disney paid quite a bit of money for the movie for their distribution rights to those. Oh yeah, I mean with the fan base that's on disney yeah. plus I yeah with all the other marvel movies there anyway yeah. yeah it is kind of a glaring omission to not have spider-man yeah dude sony's been kind of a dweeb about spider-man <laughs> i mean i get it but like i love like they, that word <laughs> well that <laughs> like they uh they haggled with marvel over the use of the character way back you know when we we're when marvel was trying to make the original tom holland movies yeah and then the Avengers video game came out, and they put Spider-Man in the PS4 version and not the Xbox version. Right. They didn't let the Spider-Man movies on Disney Plus originally. It's like, dude, like Sony, come on. It's yeah. one character. Yeah, but it's the only one they got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless yeah. they're gonna make like a Crash Bandicoot movie, which I would be there for. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or a Spyro movie. A Spyro movie be, mm-hmm. would be tight. That would be. I'm not. A, uh, I would say an Uncharted movie, but the one that they have presented me. 
Yeah. Look, I love Tom Holland as much as the next straight guy, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know how much I like him as Nathan Drake. See, I'm fine with him as Nathan Drake, but well, who was it that they were? Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah, probably, that's the one that kills me. Yeah, yeah, that's a hard no. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack like that, but yeah, hey. my bad. <laughs> didn't know that article would uh, get you so, get you guys so fired up. I yeah, mean. man. <laughs> wow. So yeah, this will be interesting to see what comes of it. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I think it's a good. I think it's a good first step. Um, I think it's a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, all, oh. all I was gonna say was it's. A, it's a good first step. I, I don't know if Sony will ever go the game pass route with their games i think they're going to try to hold on to that streaming service the what is it playstation now yeah. for a little bit longer um but it's nice to see sony being a little bit more consumer friendly so just an update i did find this it says the service will allow ps4 and ps5 users to access over 20 movie and television sh- shows from sony pictures see i think my my could basically you know so what I was gonna say, it's just like, but I think it's a good start. But like, why not just go, just the complete Game Pass route? Yeah, because I mean they have they have more. Even if it was just even if they just want to do PlayStation or Sony exclusives, they have more quality exclusives than Microsoft. They I think would they, kill it. They would yeah. kill it with the exclusives. But um. you know. These companies do things all the time. I mean, look at it, look at Nintendo. Always leave yeah. us scratching our heads. Yeah, Ryan, that's interesting. You said twenty, like that's the number. That's the number. It does say with more being added every three yeah. months. Oh my god, twenty for three months, and then Some on more. three months it'll be twenty-four. Hey. Hey man, it's something. It's free. Hey, you get yep. what you pay for, right? Well, yeah, I was gonna say it's not free, but it, you know, it's it's included yeah. with PlayStation Plus, so it's not, you know, it's not bad. And and the PS Plus games have been pretty good uh, historically, so yeah, 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 for sure. I think the PS Plus games have been good. Yeah. Wow, guys, we've uh, spent a lot of time on the news again, so we've got news heavy, which is not necessarily a bad thing. There's a lot of there's a lot going on this week. Yeah. Is that all you guys have for news? That's all I had. Yep, I'm out. Yeah, yeah me too. Um, so I guess I can just transition us into what we've been playing, what kind of gaming we've done. Yeah. Ryan, we did some co-op gaming. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll jump into that. How about that? Okay. So after the podcast episode last week, that weekend, I don't know what I was doing, but I was like, maybe we do some co-op. So I sent Mike a message. I was like, hey, you I know you wanted to try that Railroad Corporation game. Do you want to try and do, let me see what it's technically called, Remote Play Together? Yeah. Uh, Because I'd seen it advertised on Steam and didn't really know exactly what it was, but basically it said you can play any game with your friend. You only need one copy. Mm -hmm. I was like, so Micah, I'll just remote remote play with you. Uh, Okay, yeah, cool. So we get on and we learned a little bit, but <laughs> we learned a lot. <laughs> that feature is not in every game. <laughs> right. That's the, uh, big, that's the big lesson there. That is the biggest lesson. Yes. Um, that was probably in the small print. So needless it, to say, it was real small print mark because like you have to really look on the store page for the game to see if, if it's a feature, like it's not, it is not listed in an easy place to find. No. But needless to say, we did not play Railroad Corporation because I could not share it, uh, which then led us to say, well, let's try a game that has this feature and see how it is. Um, the only game I own that has that feature is Civilization Six, and we've already played that, and Micah already has that game. So I was like, well, that's not going to work. But Micah had one that I had never played, so we went with it, and it was called Cook, Serve, Delicious. Mark, have you ever played it? I've not. So, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but basically, it's like a more interactive version of Overcooked. Right. Correct. That's a great way of putting it. So, basically, instead of like controlling a little dude who runs around, you are the dude that runs around. Yeah. Yeah. Like from like a static first person perspective. 
Yeah. Um, but interestingly, um, for co-op uh, with this feature, the only way to play this particular game is Micah had to use a mouse and keyboard and I had to use a controller, which was super odd for me. Um, yeah, that because, game is, is super hard on a controller. It's yeah. ridiculously hard. Because you have to like add your toppings and pick your drinks and things like that based on your controller button. Yeah, and it's different for every item. Yeah, so basically you're like, okay, um, for instance, ketchup is square. So now I got to go hit square. Mayonnaise, or, you know, mustard is circle. And then you got to like, you know, it slows you down, whereas Mike is just like clicking with a mouse. Right. <laughs> so um, the game itself looked pretty fun. Um, and it has like a business side to it. My kind of first impressions, uh, but I do not recommend it with a controller. No, absolutely not. It it is. I I I need to at some point pick up the second one uh, because I've heard that they improved the co op on the second one. Like there's a there's like a legitimate co op mode other than just playing from the same counter. Does that make sense? Like you're you're both cook oh, yeah. in the restaurant and yeah, it's just a little bit better. I think there's three of them out now. Really? It's either that or DLC, but I think it's three. There is one. Wow. I don't know how much it is, but... Yeah, I missed that. It's got 10 out of 10 ratings on Steam. 94% of people like this game, according how, to... How much is it? Uh, well, Let me look. Steam, 20 bucks. It's not bad. You are, this is weird. It's like a post-apocalyptic setting. Cook, serve, and manage your food truck as you dish out hundreds of different foods across war-torn America. What? That is the weirdest <laughs> left turn <laughs> ever in a game. That okay. is bizarre. That's a, that is a, <laughs> that's a hard left. Uh, the one y'all played is just like normal? Yeah, you're just you're in like a <laughs> burger and fries, man. Yeah, you're in like a like a biz like a tower somewhere. Like you just had a little restaurant, dude. If they have the, if they have a Fallout mod though for the one the post post apocalyptic world, so and you can weird. sell stuff like the rats and everything, like and all that, that would yeah. be cool. Mole rats and Meyer lurks. <laughs> yeah. Well, such like a weird a, concept. If you buy, if you get this one, let me know, and we can try the co op without the remote play. Okay. That might be better. Okay. Mark, yep. same for you. All right. Man, that's, that is such a, like, you cook, serve, delicious, too, is uh, your journey of being the best chef in the world with your small but humble restaurant of the 50th floor of the Tarragon Super Tower. So you got a restaurant in the second one. And then hard jump to third one, America is now war-torn, and you're in a food <laughs> truck. Well, seems about right. I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. Maybe I just need to buy the third one and – Maybe, this, maybe there's a that's story. their plan. Yeah, God, they make it so uh, outlandish that I mean, you have it, to play it. It's ridiculous. I like how um, the defined tags for this game. The first one is typing. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is kind of a typing game. It's just funny to me. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like what, what was that called? The zombie game that taught you how to type. Uh, <laughs> Was it called like Keyboard of the Dead or something like that? I don't know that one. Hold yeah, on. not familiar. This was a this was a legitimate game. It's called Typing of the uh, Typing of the Dead. Okay, it was a mod of House of the Dead Two, the light gun game from the arcade. Okay, uh -huh. the gun is replaced by the keyboard, and you have to type words to shoot the zombies. Wow. Yeah. Very. I'm not, I'm not even making that up. You. Google it, okay? Not lying. Okay. Typing of the dead. But, yeah, weird. Crap. But, yeah, anyway, I mean, I, the remote play feature is okay, I guess. I'm not thoroughly impressed with it yet. I could be doing it wrong, but... Well, it was kind of weird, like, if you tried to use your keyboard and mouse, it would disable my keyboard and mouse, and you'd be moving the mouse on my computer. Yeah, it was literally like a screen share. Yeah. It's like weird. Scammer's paradise, man. So, yeah, so we played a little bit of that. Not a ton, but it was enough to get my feet wet in it. So, yeah. um, 
I approve. I give it another shot. Um, the other two games uh, I've been playing is PGA Tour 2K21, of course. For sure. Um, and that's still a great game. Highly recommend that game. Go buy it. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, and then iRacing, I've been doing quite a bit of that. I was actually going to post a video of me racing, but I got so mad this week racing. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. It's at Talladega, which is my favorite track, um, which literally means that if you survive to the last lap, you wreck on the last lap. So, right. um, I mean, people take it to heart on checkers or wreckers. I mean, <laughs> No one is happy with third at Talladega. I tell you what. Um, <laughs> is, oh man, is this how you broke your your stand? I don't even know how I did that. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, I I have I was I actually streamed one on my Facebook for those who are friends with me can watch. But um, you know, I ran a great race. I'm in like fifth place with five to go. Perfect place to be, and just get wrecked out. Which you know Dang. that's that's normal. And then the next race I was streaming, it was, uh, I was in third place on the last lap, perfect position and just big old pile up at the end. Oh my gosh. So I didn't finish above 20th in either race after running such a good race. Wow. So it was very frustrating. So sorry, I didn't share it, but I didn't feel it was necessary. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next week. Hey, save those and you'll clip them together and we'll do like a compilation Ryan Rages. Yeah. Oh, man. There you go. But that's it for me, guys. Uh, it's been a fun week. So, so I'll let you guys share a little bit of your stuff. Awesome. Mark, would you like to go? Well, I'm sure y'all can guess what I've been playing. You've been um, smashing, bro. I've kept up my smashing routine there you go uh not really much else to say on that uh you know just (laughs) just continuing the training um other than that i've I've actually played a little bit of battlefield 5 this week uh trying to you know i've had a slightly bit more free time um but i figured i'd i'd mix it up a little bit still wanted to play something that i didn't have to get super invested in um so yeah just just uh, I want to throw back a little bit. Um, I, I just like, yeah, I would have gotten Call of Duty, but I just, I don't know, Battlefield. I'm just a Battlefield guy at heart. Yeah. So that's really play style. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, um, you know Battlefield Five, it's pretty buggy still, which is a little annoying. Um, there's probably like a one out of every three matches i at the end of the match it says matchmaking failed and really yeah i have to like completely close the game that might just be be me but i have heard that the games you know i've heard the game's buggy and i've seen several issues um it's been out for a minute to be still so buggy yeah um i think that's one of the biggest complaints that people have against it but um much like you mike i love i love history um and Battlefield is where you want to go if you want to see some, like, just epic recreations of, you know, historical time periods. Right. Um, Battlefield 1 is my favorite because uh, I love World War One, but, you know. Yeah, I used uh, I used Battlefield 1 to teach the Battle of Gallipoli in class just because it's hard to get your idea around what that actually looked like. Um, right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they did a really, really good job of uh, – you know, and they looked at the actual battle map, so it's it's a really good recreation of, of what the uh, the dip, the dug in Ottoman positions looked like when they were shelling the crap out of the Australians. That's awesome. I was I always think it's exciting when video games are accurate, like they take the time to be detailed like that. Right. But yeah. uh, I certainly appreciate it. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, you know, with your job that. It just makes it that much more enjoyable. Oh, it well, it makes it easier too, man. I can I can get the kids to listen to me if I you know show them a, a clip from from you know Battlefield rather than me just showing them a black and white picture. Like it's a whole different it's a whole different thing. Yeah. Um. That's all. That's really all I've been playing this week. Not too much on the actual gaming side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, like Ryan said, 
Uh, we played some cook served delicious with which I like. The best thing about that game is the uh, <laughs> the art of the food. It makes like don't play it when you're hungry, dude, because the art of the food looks really good. Um, so yeah, we played some of that. Uh, I've been playing some more cyberpunk. Uh, I have ran into a bug, but this might kind of show you how much that the game has improved since original launch. Um, the bug that I've been running into and I'm having to um, uh, basically reload my save to fix it uh, is sometimes when you're driving the right D pad that changes the camera um, doesn't change your view driving, which is a real minor bug compared to, you know, hard crashing constantly. Um, but yeah. you know, it, there's still some annoyances in that game. So um, we've talked about that. So I won't harp on it too much. Uh, and the other game I've played is uh, kind of like uh, you, Mark, I wanted a game where I could, just kind of chill um, and and uh, kind of play it in spurts. Um, and this is a game we've talked about before. I think I've talked about it before. Uh, Ryan, I think you mentioned it too. Um, but I've been playing a little bit of uh, Two Point Hospital um, where you uh, kind of build and design your own hospital, but it's not realistic at all. Um, mm -hmm. It's real comedic and, and funny, very, very dry British humor, um, which I really like. Uh, but Ryan... Uh, you mentioned a game last time when I brought this up. You mentioned Project Hospital. And uh, if I hadn't had my really unexpected expense this week, um, I would have been picking up Project Hospital. I, I watched a uh, gaming video of it, and it looks like stuff that I would absolutely love. Um, so uh, in the future, I'll be, I'll be grabbing a copy, but uh, not, not at the moment. Yeah, it's a, it's a much more realistic version of that game. And yeah. It's, it's more of a management um, I guess you'd call it a hospital builder. Yeah. But, yeah um, it looks really cool. It's uh, fun. The fact that your employees have all like different traits and they can have positive traits and negative traits. And um, yeah, it, it looks really cool. So yeah. Cool. Good stuff. That's it. Well, that was, uh, I think we had a successful, successful news week at least, fellas. Sure. I think we had a successful news week. I had a successful gaming week besides me throwing everything I own at the high racing monitor. Flipping <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. out. But it was good. We've all been there. Hey, it's part of it. I, some, some of those people get so mad, but I take <laughs> it with a grain of salt, man. That's I'm learning to do that. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta just be chill, man. You just got to react like i do when my towns get nuked and just be like oh man you just nuke me and just, just go with it you know <laughs> yeah just you know <laughs> nothing you can do about it so you might as well just accept it <laughs> uh, all right well fellas that's that's it for me this week i'm gonna head off um once yep. again you know the line micah hey man Head over to patreon.com slash digital theory podcast. Take a look at us. We'd love some support. Uh, tell your friends if you're enjoying uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, we'd love to welcome some new, some new uh, listeners. So uh, hope to hear from you soon. All right. And this episode will be available as soon as we're done uh, on Patreon. So early access is always a perk. That's correct. All right, guys. Well, have a good week. We'll see you again next week. Talk to you in a bit. Until next time, take it easy.